Hello, Slate Plus. How are you? Good to see you again. It looks like you could renew at a lower rate, Slate Plus, because there seems to be a special offer. So if you need to renew, it looks like there's a special offer, $35 instead of the annual fee of $50 right now. Just giving you a hint, heads up, helping to save you some money. We're going to talk today about 9-11. And it's the 9-11 anniversary was this past week, of course, uh, 15th anniversary and a solemn day, as always, a discussion about America and how it's changed since 9-11, which is what we, we all have that every year. And we want to talk today about whether, well, the question of whether we're safer since 9-11 is one question, but how we feel about whether we're safer is maybe even in better, a better question. The first part of this, Ruth, I will throw to you, which is Americans do not really feel safer in the way that you would expect them to feel safer, given how little terrorism there has been since 9-11. It's not to say there's been none. There certainly have been attacks all over the world, and there have been occasional attacks in the United States, and a few people have died here in this country. Those attacks are terrible. But there's been nothing remotely at the scale of 9-11. There's no inkling that anything like that is about to happen again. And yet- Wait, there's no inkling? There are always inklings. Okay. That's fair. You mean we don't- Well, we had no warning. There- I, nothing I, to suggest. There's I'm nothing to help suggest. David out There's here. nothing to suggest. Go ahead. All right, help me out. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm sorry, not David. Uh, the the reason that David could say that what I think David meant to say was the capacity of a terrorist group to carry out an attack of the scale and magnitude and audacity of 9/11 has been dramatically and um, impressively diminished, um, both by our going after and dismantling al-Qaeda and by our hardening of defenses and our better integration of uh, contact between various elements of our government and our government uh, and uh, of foreign governments and however you feel about it, more and smarter surveillance. So I'm not telling Americans not to worry, but I would tell Americans not to worry about another 9-11. Right. Right. Does that satisfy you, John? No, no. Well, no, no. It, I mean, yes, it's it's yes. empirically uh, – the, the, everything Ruth says is true. But the reason it doesn't satisfy anybody is that – or not not anybody. But the reason people are still anxious – now we're talking about al-Qaeda. We're not talking about why they should be anxious about lone wolf Orlando-style shootings, about which they are increasingly more nervous. And that probably adds to the aggregate amount of worry. Is that – you know, there were no warnings before 9-11 really. So – no warnings is not a sign that things are better. I mean, I guess the capacity of worry, I just am surprised that at 9-11 anniversaries, the worry doesn't go up because everybody's reminded that thing, these things kinds of things can happen and therefore we just get naturally nervous again. Just because nervousness of things you can't see seems to me to be a natural human reaction. And when you're reminded that you can't see things and that nobody saw 9-11 coming – you know, well, in a people, big way. people inside the government did see. Well, I'm, I'm talking, but yeah, but I know, but people at the time didn't. Regular human beings didn't say any day now somebody's going to fly a plane into the buildings. Surely that was a contributory factor right. to the shock. But the reason we make a big deal about it is because it was a big deal. So, and the fact that yes, a few people inside the government knew it, but obviously not enough to stop it, makes it even worse that you can think things and still miss major acts like this. Okay, so so I hope nothing terrible happens. And if something terrible happens, I didn't say it couldn't happen. I'm saying that 
on that scale, it is much less likely to happen. And I kind of go back to those really horrible, scary days after when what we kept being told by our um, intelligence services was it's not a question of if but when we will have something else on this scale. And I think that is no longer the message that we're getting from them. The message that we're getting is worry about lone wolf things. This is kind of scattered and metastasized and bad things can still happen that kill potentially hundreds of people. But this sort of shattering national event that was 9-11 is at much less likelihood of happening, which is not to say there aren't still bad things happening and at risk of happening. Uh, Steve Brill wrote a really impressive piece in the Atlantic magazine about assessing whether we were safe or not. And he pointed out something that has essentially been forgotten, which is a lot of the talk that we heard after 9-11 was about the threat of bioterror, which is still a big threat, but we just have stopped wringing our hands about it. Wait, we stopped wringing our hands about it because we actually don't think it's a big threat? No. Or because no, we just, just stopped. stopped. Yeah. 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 No, there's nothing in his article to make you well, but, confident and feel good about the the bioterror problem. I know. But do you guys – I mean maybe I'm naive and stupid. I don't spend one minute of one day ever – Thinking about terrorism or, or worrying about terrorism. So, um, so this is. Am I unusual in that way? Uh, you're teeing me up to tell my inevitable cute child story, of which I'm now running out of them since they're grownish and less cute. Um, but my younger daughter was four and after and remembers nine eleven just vividly because there was no keeping any children in Washington from knowing that all the details of that news and you know lying in bed with those you know fighter jets zooming over us. And she looked at me one night shortly afterwards and said, Mommy, what did the news used to be about before it was about terrorism? Kids today are not having that experience, but I'm nervous about terrorism. Maybe not every day, but when I think about going to Europe, I'm nervous about terrorism. My older daughter and I were in um, Turkey last year. We would not be there now. I'm nervous. I'm I'm like a nervous person. I go to synagogue for the high holidays and I look around for the exits because I just worry. I think you could actually um, harden your own self against terrorism in the 9-11 zone by just like move away from Washington, move away from New York City. Don't go into those iconic places. Now it could, Now we learned in Orlando it can happen everywhere, I anywhere. Know, but Right. It can happen anywhere, but anything can happen anywhere. I mean you can you can walk out the door. You know, there could be a runaway uh, a, a car like that's driven by a 97-year-old who, who, you know, forgot their glasses and it could hit you. That, and that's what I told – and used to tell and my it's, kids that's a lot to more calm likely. them down, you yeah. know, then don't, then don't drive on the beltway. Right, but so it, does, right? it seems to me that what, what makes me sad is not that there is a risk of terrorism, but that we have an industry of people and a presidential candidate who have made it part of their MO to stoke those fears, validate those fears, make people – I think it is – I think – Making people feel fearful about things is one of the worst things you can do in the world. And people it, – it is a terrible thing to do. It's not to say there aren't things you should be should be fearful about and not to say we shouldn't anticipate fears and harden ourselves and take precautions. But to be a person who exaggerates and causes people to feel fearful is a crime against your fellow citizens. And I, I hate that we allow that, that it's OK to do that around terrorism. It seems like just wrong. Well, the – the policy argument for if you see something, say something. Yeah, bullshit is that vigilance is uh, bullshit. Has a has Wrong. a benefit. It's Wrong. not. It doesn't. 
Vigilance yeah. doesn't. Because, Vigilance, because, because, the, because the, the cost. The attacks the, that haven't happened that you said haven't happened and that's a good thing happened just by luck? The attacks that it, – it's not to say that there shouldn't be some form of vigilance, but vigilance Wait, which but causes vigilance, vigilance which causes people to – that was me being – that was hyperbolic. Vigilance which is based out of a kind of sense of fear and where you are, people are being told anyone is the enemy. It could be coming at any sure. time. That is a crime against society. And, I, and one of the things I love about Israel, Israel is a society which has had a ton of attacks. There are many wrong things about what Israel – has done, but that Israelis go about their daily lives conscious about risks, but not, you know, they don't appear to be anxious or paralyzed about it, even though the actual risks are much higher for them. And that I admire. I hate the way our politicians, particularly the, the Trumpist ones, do this. Right. right. But it is all, it's also true that, you know, the mass event, a mass shooting, any kind of mass casualty is going to create more anxiety, even if it is numerically not as large as the number of people who die from smoking or the number of people who die from, you know, not buckling their seatbelts or something. I mean, you're asking for a kind of, but people fear the unexpected and it's not totally rational, but you're expecting a level of rationality from people and not worrying about terrorism that's not. The, 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 I understand your right. point about politicians shouldn't fan it, but it is just a fact of human nature. Right. And back to your point, Ruth, which is that the, that fact of human nature is now coming into, you know, your nightclub, your at work party. It can happen anywhere, which is a definitely a big different thing. Remember, after 9-11, everybody thought, why isn't this happening in malls and theaters? And uh, and it didn't. And now it is. And so that does make it that feels more. I, I'm not asking human nature to change. I'm not asking people to suddenly become hyper-rational and analytical and to realize that actually the risk is, is being a pedestrian. It's not, it's not that uh, there's an al-Qaeda cell living down the street. I'm asking those – that anyone in a position of authority and that those of us in the media who are – speak about it, that we don't – like we don't shark week our way <laughs> with terrorism. Well like done. that's it's my new yeah, favorite. That's verb. a great point. Although you know, it's right. You, so I think you're, what you're saying is exactly right. Although just as a final point, maybe is uh, back to Ruth's point about the um, Steve Brill article and bioterrorism. When you read what he writes about the threat of bioterrorism and how seriously they once took it, and how basically it's fallen away out of kind of bureaucratic clot and just shiny objects that have i mean basically jay johnson the director of the homeland security basically says i have to prioritize and can't deal with this that comes up against a, a the opposite problem which is that things that are important but not urgent get no attention and perhaps maybe perhaps they don't get the attention because everybody's so spun up about the thing that's right in front of you and that that's another downside of being hyperbolic about one set of threats but the downside is that there's a lack of vigilance about mass casualty effects that aren't at least being watched out for at the level they should be in terms of having biodetectors and that kind of stuff that, that could at least warn people about events that could really affect a, a big portion of the population. All right. And on another cheery note. We end grim today. Bye, Slate Plus. Thanks for being with us. That was, you got a special, that was a special high-octane Slate Plus today. You got your 35 or $50 worth. Bye-bye.